it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inspired News Radio. This is Scott Sullivan, and we are here with another episode of Sales with Sully. Most of you know me as Sully. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've been taking your thoughts, your uh, comments, everything that you put out on social media that we interact with during the week, and we actually build shows around that just to help you be a better sales professional. Right here on Inspired News Radio, each and every week, we definitely put this information out for you to help you as a sales professional. We are in the middle of a three-part series. We've been talking about life after the sale. So it's like, uh, what do you do after you get the close? Once you have committed to, or you got the customer committed to buying, and then you're you're working through that scenario. And we're talking about the things that happen after the sale. Last week, we talked about the follow-through. What do you do as you follow through? After you get the signature, or you collect the money and there's you know fulfillment and all those things so you can go back and catch last week's episode and it's a the part one of a three-part series called after the sale and that was called the follow-through in part two this week of after the sale we're going to be talking about the white glove treatment now this begs back to a, a bygone era so i had there was a lot of conversation this week on social media talking about the white glove treatment why is it called that what the heck is a white glove treatment well if you are of a certain age i'm not going to date myself but if you are of a certain age there was a time in society when the ladies wore gloves uh usually white gloves along with their formal gowns and when you would have a a social gathering uh a lot of times men in tails would also wear uh white gloves with their uh, tails, with their tuxedos, and the it was sort of a the white glove test, if you would, is you probably have seen if you've ever watched shows like Downton Abbey or anything of that English proper kind of you know how far the silverware is spaced apart from the plate and those kind of things where there was a certain modicum that you had to adhere to in order to you know pull off the best you know social event and. One of the things that you didn't want to happen is is you didn't want your guests who kept their gloves on during the entire course of the evening to you know touch a banister as they were walking up or down a staircase or pick up a piece of silverware or anything else that might have happened and stain their gloves. So the white glove test used to be done by the heads of household where they would put on a pair of white gloves and you can see this in your mind's eye probably as they're rubbing their fingers across a windowsill or a banister or the top of a, a, a picture or somewhere where then they examine their finger and there's dust or dirt on the on their index finger that became the white glove test well over the years that actually got translated into the white glove treatment and we actually have it in our lexicon now as 
um, a, you know, one of the things that they they talk about is they say, and it's a it's extra attention. It's a it's a marked extra attention or respect shown to specific clients who are given the white glove treatment, as I'm doing in air quotes. Um, you know, it has words like scrupulous and thorough, and you know, usually uh, had you know, value or expensive, uh, those types of things that were associated with getting that white glove treatment, where if everybody else just got, you know, paper napkins and a plastic fork, then the white glove treatment was fine china, linen tablecloths, and, you know, fine uh, dining utensils. So that's sort of what has happened. And now it's become synonymous with taking really good care of the customer after the fact, after the sale. So we're going to talk today about white glove treatment and and what is that. So so let's let's first off, you know, from the social media stuff that we talked about this week, there were so many conversations around white glove treatment. And what the reason that it came about was is that there ha- it it comes with a price. I'm I'm struggling because I'm trying to figure out how do we couch this. But white glove treatment actually comes with a price. You can't be in most cases a discount broker, uh, somebody that's selling on very low price, very low margin, uh, you know, high volume. You know, Walmart. And again, this is no reflection. I'm not. I'm not picking on Walmart because they serve a niche. But you don't think of Walmart as a you know white glove kind of treatment you know you get your own shopping cart you pick your own stuff off the shelf you you know put it up on the conveyor belt they ring it up you pay for it and you take it take it outside yourself and you throw it in your car and you take it home that doesn't necessarily you know uh, denote white glove treatment but if you you know look at some of these you know movies where in the movies uh, a lady comes in and sits down and they give her a glass of champagne and she's clothes shopping and and personal shoppers go pick you know styles and bring them out and even model them for her or whatever and then they box it up and they deliver it to her house and you know all of that comes with a price you can't do that you know for four dollars and 99 cents but you might be able to do it for four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for the same piece you know the same article of clothing or the same experience so i mean not the same experience the same uh activity of actually doing shopping so there's there's a big difference so there was a lot of conversation and I think so this week we've talked about on social media that it was the perception of uh, of white glove, meaning is it physically, you know, where where is the, the bar? You know, I think that the bar has been lowered so much that it's probably laying on the ground, you know, where, you know, picking up the phone when somebody calls customer service and they actually answer and are able to help you. All of a sudden, feels like white glove treatment because seventy-five percent of the other companies out there don't even answer the phone, or it goes to some automated, you know, uh, voicemail system that says press one if you want this, and two, and five, and nine, and you're on hold for twenty minutes, and then a, a recording comes on and says, you know, due to excessive call volume, you know, we leave your number and we'll call you back maybe in the next year or two. So the bar has been lowered so much that the white glove treatment is not the same. But I think that we should strive for, and the reason why I was talking about this on social media this week and some of the really in-depth conversations that we had preparing for this show was that 
the actual white glove experience is not the is not the goal unless you sell a very very high end merchandise at very 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 large margins where you can afford to have that type of level of service where you can you know afford to take care of and you're you're catering to a very specific niche in the market then you can you know actually do those types of things but if you're kind of middle of the road if you're you know generally in business for a larger audience a more mass market uh, type of uh, product or service and you're trying really hard then the perception of white glove treatment and there are certain things uh, that you can do and we've already touched on it and one of the big things that everybody talked about this week on social media was actually answering the phone picking up the phone when it rings how many times do you not are you not able to get through uh, having those services and technologies like uh, a chat program on your website where you can log on to somebody's website and get a tech service technician or a customer service technician or somebody on the other line within seconds whether they're you know sitting in India or uh, Venezuela or they're you know here in the United States it doesn't matter you can type in your question and you can actually start to get an interaction with possibly a live human being a lot of those are now you know artificial intelligence with bots but that at least has the perception of i'm giving you better customer service than my competitor which is what i think we kind of generally came down on the side of white glove uh, experience or white glove treatment isn't necessarily the isn't necessarily the perception is what what you're getting it's the i have to be better than my competition in order to stand out in order to be head and shoulders above my competition one of the things i need to do is have an experience after the sale that gives them uh, the capability of the perception of white glove treatment now whether you treat every single customer the same is also another thing that we talked about we talked about having tiered structure of customer service so for instance there are a lot of software programs and people out there that we talked to this week that said well if you are a free subscriber to a particular software i'm not going to mention any names then you don't get phone support you just get you know the knowledge library uh, that you go to and we'll put up our frequently asked questions and we'll help you any way that can and if you send an email then within the next 24 to 72 hours we'll reply to that email and try and answer your question again directing you to the knowledge library places where you can see videos or answers to your questions in writing or whatever it is but that's the level of customer support you get or the white glove treatment that you get for a free service but if you subscribe to x number of dollars a month now all of a sudden you have phone support you have some other things and then if you go to an even higher level at a enterprise level type of software then you have a dedicated you know human being that is actually um you know your customer service rep or your uh, success rep or whatever they call them now there's all kinds of different names for them but those those people but that all comes again with a price so are you are you paying more for the exact same product or for the same features and benefits that somebody else is getting maybe there's you know obviously there we want to think that there's some more value why do i want to be a platinum member when a you know silver member gets the same exact 
you know services so hopefully there are more services and more value added for you know paying a higher price and those are the things that you know we talk about when we start talking about the white glove experience or the white glove treatment there's you know there are also other words that fit into this like concierge you know a concierge can be everything from i can get you you know tickets to your local show if you're in the hotel lobby and there's a concierge desk or there can be you know companies now that you know have connectivity on your car where you can actually push a button and say you know i have my own personal assistant that's provided by my car company for god's sakes you know where's the closest uh, gas station how do i get my car washed are there can you you know give me directions or guidance to the you know next local place or so there's there are all these different types of services that that invoke the feeling of white glove treatment and i think that's where we're we were going with this is that the follow up the follow through and then the follow up and now going the second part in this series is we talked about last week the follow through finishing the sale strong not just abandoning the customer after the sale and now the white glove treatment is sort of how do we keep that customer engaged all the way through the process and why would we do that what's the what's the purpose what's the 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 reasoning because theoretically we've already gotten their money we've already put it in the uh in the bank and we're all good well one of the things that we uh the phrases that i threw around this week that we talked about which is um you know on social media that we we talked a lot about was that sales the sales organization makes the first sale we engage with the lead we engage with the prospect we engage with the suspect we bring them into the fold through our uh, knowledge and our skill set we actually convert that person or that company or that group of people into believing and understanding that the value that we have and the services that we offer of the products or the services is of x number of value and you're going to pay y for that and we convert them into becoming a customer we convince them that everything we say is truthful and then we build this you know they know us they like us they trust us they believe that we're going to fill to fulfill a um you know, solve a problem fulfill a need do something that they are willing to exchange their dollars for uh, in order for us to do that so we've now converted them. It's now up to service or the um, fulfillment portion of our company, our operations, our all the things that happen after the sale that actually makes the the next sale. So my, the phrase that I threw out this week that everybody seemed to resonate with was sales makes the first sale and then sale and service makes the second so if you want to have repeat business if you want to continue on uh in in the world with more and more companies and you want your business to grow then you need that you know white glove treatment or that follow through the first two parts of our three-part series of after the sale have to be in place so whether it's just you know this level of expectation wherever the bar is even if the bar is laying on the ground if if you have a different expectation walking into walmart then it's probably not because the company did uh, or presented that level of expectation that's probably on you because i think everybody kind of understands that if you go to walmart you're going to get your own shopping cart you're going to pick your own items and put them in your cart you're going to take them to the the 
checkout counter, just like the things we talked about. I think that level of expectation has been extremely well set. And I think through their marketing and advertising, you can also expect low pricing. So for the trade-off of not having those products delivered or somebody picking them for you or shipping them to you or anything else, that trade-off is going to be that I'm going to get a a certain uh, discount. I'm going to get a certain level of pricing that is going to be appealing to me. Now, you can step up to the next one and pick a big one like Amazon and say, okay, I may or may not get the best, lowest possible pricing, but I'm also going to get it delivered to my house. And if I'm a Prime member, ooh, if I'm a Prime member, I'm going to not pay freight and I'm going to, there's not going to be any shipping and it's going to be next day. But for that, I'm going to pay a monthly fee. So you can see the the expectation is managed through the you know treatment, the white glove treatment. And if you're a Prime member, do you, at Amazon, do you expect, are your expectations a little different than if you are a non-Prime member? Yes. I mean, I think they are. The same as each one of these, you know, type of loyalty programs and things that are out there in the marketing world. So those are the things that I think we talked about a lot in social media this week as the part two of our after the sale. If one was the follow through to make sure that we finished strong was the the phrase that we talked about last week. And this week, I think the the real um, the real mantra of the conversation was: if you want to get additional business, you need a level of customer service, a level of white glove treatment that at least meets the expectations of your consumer, and you need to make sure that your marketing is aligned with that expectation. You don't want to be marketing, you know, high-end champagne and selling, you know, really inexpensive, you know, you know, beer or, you know, something else. You want to make sure that the marketing that you're doing is aligning your customer with your expectations. Because if you're out there saying, I'm going to give you white glove treatment, I'm going to deliver it to your door and I'm going to set it up and I'm going to install it and you're going to be 100% satisfaction guaranteed and all those other things and you don't have the the margin and you don't have the 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 ability to do that from a from a percentage or a sales cost then you know you're going to end up either going out of business or failing miserably when you're trying to start cutting costs and expenses so there is a level of expectation that has to be aligned with the white glove treatment that you're putting out there and also when we use the term white glove treatment we need to be able to make sure we're talking about it in you know, kind of in context, uh, you know, I get the white glove treatment at Walmart, meaning, you know, they sanitize the cart before I touch it. <laughs> so that's my white glove treatment. And I'm using that as a joke, obviously. But those are the types of things that you have to to manage your marketing and your expectations with your client base, because I think it's really important that after the sale, the customer that their expectations are somewhat exceeded because if you have done a good job of selling, you have set the bar as to this is what we're going to do in order to make you happy. And then if you go over and above that, then you have a level of success that you can then build on and say, did we, you know, deliver on you know did it did our product or service come on the day that we said it would yes okay that's would it be even better uh to deliver it a day in advance maybe not because if it's a consumable product or if it's you know if it's something that needs to be installed or whatever it may not it may not have 
you know, getting it there a day early may have actually caused more problems than not getting it there on time. So there's there's a trade-off there, and that's where you have to know and understand your level of service and your level of fulfillment in order to make sure that you're meeting those expectations and getting that white glove treatment. That's the key. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about what I like to talk. What I like to say is the red envelope experience. And next week's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to start a conversation in social media next week about what is a red envelope experience. What does that look like, and exactly what is it? So I'm just giving you a little teaser here for next week. The red envelope ex- experience is going to be part three of our three-part series of after the sale. So if you haven't heard if you didn't listen to last week jump back right now in the archives and grab last week's and it was called the follow through this week we've talked about the white glove treatment and next week we're going to be talking about the red envelope experience so what i'd like for you to do right now is uh, homework for sales with sully this week is i'd like for you to write down a few items that are bar setting when you are setting the level for your white glove uh, treatment that you're giving your customers after the sale And then I'd like you to give yourself a real honest grade. Grade yourself and your company, not just just your company, but you, you personally. What are the things that you could do to influence that, you know, after the sale type of process and give yourself a grade on how you're doing? You know, um, we communicate with the client after the sale and they, their expectation is that we'll call them, you know, 24 hours in advance before delivery. How many times does that happen? hundred percent of the time. Yeah, you get an A plus. Uh, 50% of the time, ooh, you probably get a C. Maybe, maybe a D, because 50% is pretty low. Um, you're probably going to fail at 50%, you know, whatever it happens to be. But write down the steps and the parts, because the reason why I'm asking you to do that is that's kind of what came out of this week when we were talking on social media. Everybody kept saying is, well, I don't know what it is on my industry, and that's it's so much different. And so make it unique. Find out what they are within your organization and what those steps are. Where what are those requirements? And then here's the next step of the of your homework. So you've done that for yourself, and you've ra- you've ranked them, and you've written them all down. And you've ranked yourself and your company, and you have two columns now. You have your grade and the company grade. Now what I want you to do is I want you to take that same exact list and go look at your competition. What are those your direct competitors that probably have the same exact needs and the same exact you know numbers if they were going to you know make a list they would probably list almost identical the same things you have as their white glove treatment and then I want you to rank and rate them so rank and rate your competition on the same criteria that you're ranking and rating yourself and are they beating you or are they lagging behind now if they're beating you obviously you got work to do if they're lagging behind now it's time to be using those as your marketing uh, aspects these are the things that we do better than our competition you know we last longer we are stronger we're bigger we're better our financing's better whatever it is but that's how you start to build a differentiation 
so that you can talk about what things you do better than your competition, especially if you're in the commodity business, because if we're both selling pencils and my pencil lasts longer than theirs or you know whatever it happens to be, that's when you when you both you know when your company wins because you're both selling exactly the same product. There's no differentiation in the product. It's all about after the sale, the customer, the follow through, the experience. Those are the things that set you apart and make you different from your competition, which then gives you the leg up and it gives you the opportunity to increase your white your white glove treatment, which then in turn is able to increase your margin. You can make more money and you can charge more and you can have more value if you're adding more value after the sale. In the software business, we used to call that a value-added reseller or a VAR, V-A-R, a value-added reseller, um, because you're both selling the same exact product, but one of them adds more value post-sale than the other one does. Like, you know, I, I'll deliver it to you, but my competition delivers it in it sets it up trains you make sure it's all done yeah but he's 50% more expensive but there's a hundred percent more value at only 50% more cost because I still have to do those things I just have to do them on my own instead of bundling them in with my sale price those are what value-added resellers used to do those are the things that we talk about when we talk about the white glove experience I really appreciate each and every one of you listening every single week. We take your comments, your questions, your concerns, your topics of conversation, and we put them together in a show that we call Sales with Sully. Each and every week, right here on Inspired News Radio. I could not do what I do without you, the listener, and I so appreciate each and every week you tuning in, you know, giving me your feedback. You can find me on all the social media platforms at Sales with Sully. It's real simple, at Sales with Sully, S-U-L-L-Y. Anywhere on the internet, you can pretty much find me instagrams facebook um you know twitter all those places and then of course on linkedin you can find me every every day all the time on linkedin just under scott sullivan uh, but if you put in sales with sully i'm also there too but you can find um you can find me uh on linkedin and send me a, an invite i really appreciate each and every one of you listening each week wherever you get your podcast whether it's inspired news radio or any of the other places you find your podcast go right down to the bottom right now scroll down and hit that subscribe button. I need you to be a subscriber so that I know that uh, every week when I put out a new show, you're getting a notification that it's coming in and that you'll be right on the top of the list of, of people that know when the new new episodes come out. We do it every single week, and I am so, so happy to be able to say, like I close every show, is go out and sell something. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.